Welcome to the Imagine MomCast. Are you thinking about maybe homeschooling or maybe you started homeschooling because of COVID? Today I'm going to talk to three moms who did just that and I hope that you're really encouraged because it's so cool to just be able to hear other people's experiences and hopefully you'll be able to relate to it or if you're thinking about homeschooling then I hope it encourages you to get a really clear picture of how it is and um, what they liked about it and just to let you know that you can do it if it's what you really want to do so thank you for coming and listening and remember this is the place for more answers more Jesus more fun Here too. Yeah. Hi, this is Elaine Kohanowitz, and today I have some really special guests. I've got three moms here that just started homeschooling in the last year-ish. I guess not year, calendar year, but like school year. And um, was so excited to share their experience with you, especially if you're either new to homeschooling or thinking about it. And I am going to have them introduce themselves, tell us how many kids they have, and um, like maybe, um, we'll just start with that and then we'll get into the, the meat of it. How about that? All right, go ahead. Hi, I'm Destiny True. I have three kiddos, um, two boys and a girl. Yeah, sure. Tell us the grades. Um, I have a fourth grader, a uh, first grader, and a pre-K. All right, perfect. I am Rachel Folk, and I have a third grade boy and a kindergarten girl. I'm Abby Jansma, and I have a third grade boy, a first grade boy, and a two and a half year old. All right, awesome. So, interestingly, they've all kind of started during COVID, and I think that that's probably been the experience, I would imagine, of a lot of people. So I'm going to start with um, Destiny, and why don't you tell us a little bit about um, kind of why you started homeschooling and how that all evolved. Well, I wanted to start homeschooling. I first noticed when my middle son was around three that maybe I would need to homeschool him. Um, and and why, why was that? He just didn't fit perfectly into the classroom setting, the traditional classroom setting, um, and maybe it's just, you know, his age at the time, but I continued to see that even as he got older. Um, and I could tell that he needed some more one-on-one teaching time. Um, and with the class sizes not being small, I didn't see how that would be possible. I see um, So anyway, then fast forward a couple years later, he's in kindergarten and it was a really rough kindergarten year, mm-hmm. um, kind of like I suspected. And that was the year that um, COVID happened, and we oh. ended. Oh wow! We ended um, the school year virtually um, in March of 2020, and it was basically a nightmare for him. Um, it, it was a nightmare going to the virtual homeschooling. Yes, or well, it wasn't. It was through the school district as well. It wasn't homeschool, um, but he is a very um, tactile kinesthetic learner and so having screen. to force him to sit in front of oh, a screen as a kindergartner as a kindergartner yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can relate mm-hmm. how hard that was yeah and so 
you know, we pushed through, finished out the school year. Um, I felt like the staff and the teachers did as best they could. Um, and then we were kind of on a roller coaster ride the whole summer, just waiting to see what was going to happen for the fall. And is it going to look the same? Is it going to look different? Are they going to wear masks all day? And I was just ready to be off that roller coaster. I decided to um, pull all of my kids and just do our own schedule, do our own curriculum, and kind of meet them where they were with their learning styles. Um, my daughter's benefited a lot from it as well. Um, and with, she's older than him? No, she's younger. She's younger. She okay. was four at the time. She has a speech delay, and she was kind of getting lost in the classroom as well at her preschool. Um, she's the quiet, go-with-the-flow kind of girl. And Yeah. I, I feel like those are kind of the ones, especially sometimes girls, Mm-hmm. To where like they maybe everybody thinks everything's fine because they don't have any behavior difficulties, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like they need some attention in other areas. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they're and it's not noticed as much because they're quiet. You right. Know? Yeah, and so I saw it happening. I actually worked at her preschool, so I was able to you know see her in the classroom and um, you know, and then for my oldest, I thought, well, we're going to do this as a family, you know. So I was a little nervous about him be, finishing out third grade. But he's adjusted really well, and um, joining co-op has helped hugely with that, making yeah. new friends. And um, and that's how I met you guys, so mm-hmm, just so everybody mm-hmm. knows, is uh, at the homeschool co-op. Yes. So I guess that is kind of the main reasons why we started homeschooling in the first place, just to kind of have more control over our schedule and w- to work more one-on-one with all my kids in different ways so that they would get a little bit more individualized mm-hmm. attention exactly yeah so before we go on just want you to know we're blessed with abby's youngest maddie she's hanging out with us so if you hear any cute sounds in the background that's her and so rachel would you say your experience was similar or yeah not? so we had actually been in private school for three years like a christian school and I did, I did notice that Isaac was struggling in his classroom, but, you know, they were doing their How best. How old is he? He's in third grade. Okay. So he started there in kindergarten, and they, they were doing their best, and he was kind of keeping up. But um, my background is in early childhood elementary education, so mm-hmm. that's what I went to school for. And I could tell that the cookie cutter way of teaching in the the classroom because you've got 20 kids and you can only teach one way Mm -hmm. you know like he just wasn't picking up with the reading the language arts that kind of stuff he needed a different approach and I was worried about that but I was thinking well maybe we could work on it at home at night maybe we could work on it through the summer But here's the thing with that. After your kids have been in school for seven and a half hours, when they come home and you want them to sit down and do all the homework that they have to do, plus work on catching up or learning a different way of, you know, decoding words, it's like that's way too much for that young of a child. You know, it's just too much school. So I was really, like, not sure what we were going to do. And we have thought about homeschooling. Um, because I've always wanted to homeschool, just I was worried about the like social part of it, which I think, you know, a lot of people probably are worried about that because my oldest is very social. He loves being around other kids, loves, you know, 
doing all that kind of stuff. And so we were just, I was just really worried about both of those things. But then COVID happened and we were home and I could see that he really would benefit from a homeschool environment, at least maybe not forever, but at least for a while here. Mm -hmm. And it just went so well. I had him for the first three or four hours in the morning and I could like work with him when he was like at his best and really oh, like yeah. catching on versus where I got the end of the day and the nighttime. Yeah. And we're all like nodding our head because yes. we know that like young children don't do so well after lunch. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just night and day difference between oh, wow. how he was like picking up on and he then he wouldn't have homework at night. Our family life was so much smoother like mm. You know, my like husband. Like less stress. Right, because we would just do stuff as a family together at night, you know, instead of, okay, guys, we got to get ready for school the next day. We have to get our homework done. We got to get lunches packed. We got to get in the shower. We got to get in bed in time mm-hmm. because we have to get up early. It just, I don't know, it just worked a lot smoother for us. It just seemed peaceful. Oh, and that's neat. like just an overall peacefulness in our house. And then, so. You know, my we, my husband and I talked about it, and we were thinking, you know, it doesn't, like, have to be a forever decision, but we are choosing to homeschool for as long as we can or until something shows us differently with our kids. I mean, mm-hmm. Abby, she, I mean, she enjoys school either way, I think. She does struggle a How little bit. How old is bit. Abby? She's in kindergarten. Okay. So that she had kindergarten. She was in preschool, um, and she did struggle a little bit with, like, being away from me um so she actually loves homeschooling so she gets to be <laughs> she with me all the time yes. but um yeah i mean i don't know i think we'll just have to see how how everything goes but right now that's just the path that is like i i'm thankful that we got the opportunity to try it out kind mm-hmm. of Uh, like a free trial because people are kind of scared to kind of jump off that ledge I mean I was kind of like oh I don't know I don't know like that's just it's fine but having this opportunity to try it and see how much better it was for our family kind of told me like sometimes you really just have to go with your gut feeling and what you Mm -hmm. are feeling and not be so scared or worried about doing things maybe a little differently Yeah, and I I agree. I mean, there's got to be, like, so many people having been forced into homeschooling who, you know, like you said, it was only two months. It was the end of the school year, so it was kind of less pressure, I feel like. Yeah. And that was probably pretty cool for some people to get to try it. I also like what you said about, like, it's not necessarily, like, your forever choice because I feel like (sighs) it can go almost any way because I even feel like because I started out homeschooling. And, you know, you. I felt the pressure of, well, that's what we do. That's we what we have to do now. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, <clears throat> now I have, I'm not even homeschooling anymore. I have kids in high school at public school, and I have kids at private school, you know, in, like, elementary and middle school. And even previous to this, I had, you know, kids in public school and was homeschooling, you know. Mm-hmm. So eventually I feel like when you step off that ledge and you're like, oh, oh, okay, like, we don't have to be one way. Right. You know, like, we don't, we didn't even have kids doing the same thing at the same time. Like, literally some of our kids were, like, taking classes at the private school while some were in public school and some were homeschooling, you know, Mm -hmm. that that helps free people to feel like, okay, 
Right. This isn't like something I have to commit the rest of my life to. Exactly. Although I will say it makes the summers kind of stressful because you're always <laughs> like, what should we do next year? <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Abby, is that kind of what happened with you? I know you guys, you have a little bit different story, don't you? Yes, I do. Yep. We have a little different story. Um, so um, we started out um, with last year, we ended the year with virtual homeschool. Um, And our school was just really good about meeting our kids where they were at. We went to a small private school. Um, The teachers, we were so blessed with, like, the best teachers. Oh, that's Um, awesome. And so it had never crossed my mind to homeschool, ever, um, just because we really loved where we were at. Um, And we ended up finishing the year with homeschooling and... We just really loved it. I really loved it. The kids really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, we loved being able to, like you said, our evenings were so much freer. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't the pressure of homework or what do we have to do tomorrow or um, just less things going on. And we just really enjoyed uh, being able to focus on our family like that. Um, and we ended up moving from Iowa to Kansas City, Missouri um, this summer. And with moving, we knew that we were, we ended up moving. And when we first moved, we lived in a camper, uh, then an apartment. (laughs) That's so cool. And then a house. And so we knew that we would be switching school districts several times um, in in this coming year. And so we just were like, well, let's just homeschool. Um, Ah. That way we can kind of go and, and do our thing. And if we have to go back to Iowa... Um, we can we can do that too and so we decided to do homeschooling um, and kind of the the end of last year really gave me the courage to be able to do that um, mm-hmm. because like I said it was something we'd never like thought of before yeah. and when yeah doing that ending the year that way was like yeah we can do this like we have lots of fun we can do this mm-hmm. um, so we just kind of jumped in um, we have it's it's been really good with my kids. Um, I've grow, I've seen them. My boys are um, nine and seven, and I've just seen them grow a lot closer through all of this. That's um, Be more attentive to their sister and just um, just grow in that way. And our family has become closer too. Um, we've just really enjoyed being able to just give each other time and attention that you don't always get um, in that traditional school setting so well I think it's kind of neat because like you didn't come from a situation that you didn't like I mean I wouldn't say necessarily you guys came from a situation that you hated either you know it wasn't terrible or anything like that but like you really really liked the school a lot and it was the same school as your church right yes yep yep it was and yeah really small town we it was like family um like the co-op here I, I did, it kind of feels the same way. All the kids play together. All different ages play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's nice. Just really a really good little school. Um, and so, yeah, we, we'd never thought of it. So. And also what I always think is fascinating is, like, that you, you actually homeschooled from a camper for, like, several months, right? <laughs> sure did, yeah. Sure <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, yep. There were days where it was like, wow, it's not happening today. <laughs> we are going to go for a walk. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And you're still doing it, though. Yeah. After going yes. through all that, I that mean, is, first year being in all those changes, like, that's a lot. So, yes. yeah. Huh. That's pretty pretty impa- impressive. 
So I want to know a little bit about where you came from, but professionally before you started homeschooling, because you, I think you were all working. Now, Abby, you may not have been for a while because you had little ones. Right. Yep. So, but where, where were you at? Or you were at home for a while, and then before that... So I have a degree in administrative office management. Um, okay. Before I had kiddos, I was working in an office um, full time. And then when I had my oldest son, we decided that um, it was just time for me to stay home. He was sick a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandpa was um, sick with cancer as well. And so oh, wow. we just made the decision that I wanted to spend more time with my grandpa. Um, I wanted to be able to... Um, just focus more on my oldest and so we made the decision for me to stay home Um, and then the year before so like 2018 I took a part-time position as a church secretary okay Um, and so I was yeah part-time working part-time before that Um, but mostly a stay-at-home mom so. Okay. Yeah. And then you were teaching, you mentioned, right, I, Rachel? I was, yes. I stayed at home up until Abby went to preschool last year. Oh, so okay. So last year was my first year going back into teaching. I was teaching preschool before I had kids. Okay. But I had been home for, what, eight years oh, since wow. then. And then, yeah, seven or eight years. And then last year I was teaching just part-time. And, um, yeah, so that's my background. And what did you do, Destiny? Um, I was in corporate America as well. My background's in business finance, and I quit working. I mean, I worked up until almost I gave birth to Colton, my oldest. And so I was mainly a stay-at-home mom. We had two more kids after that. Um, And then the last three years, though, I did work work part-time at my daughter's preschool. Okay. So... And before that, you were in finance, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you worked a long time in finance, right? I did, yeah. I, I'm from Dallas area, mm-hmm. Texas, mm-hmm. and so was in that environment for a while, and then we moved to Kansas City in 2007. Um, and I jumped around a couple times on jobs, and then when when I was pregnant yeah. with Colton, I was like, I think I'm going to want to you know, stay home with him. We didn't have any family here at the time. Well, we did have my brother-in-law, but they were busy with their kids. Mm. No grandparents or anything were here. Um, and I just was like, I don't know if I want to drop him off, you know, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. spend 40 hours in this office. So I just, I was like... And I, it wasn't the sort of thing you could do part-time real well? No, I not at the time. Now it probably would be with, you know, all the changes in the world. People people working at home. Well, so the reason I ask you guys about it is just because, you know, pointing out that, like, you, it doesn't really matter what background you come from, like, you could homeschool, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that's true? Or has it been more difficult because... I um, come from a family of educators, and for years I beat myself up for not becoming a teacher. <laughs> and now, so it was in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm kind of bossy, so I always knew I kind of wanted to be like a teacher of some sort, you know. And <laughs> um, or at least you know. I hope some of my bossy children don't become teachers. I would feel so sad for those children. That's probably the wrong thing to say. No, I'm just kidding. I wanted to be in charge, I guess. And so um, I really feel like it's helped me because I, I'm still going through a de-schooling period, so to speak, where 
oh, it has to be this way. This is the way it's right. done. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been even more so if I had been a teacher all these years, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the school system. So I think it benefited me. I think the main thing that you have to have is a strong desire to know your children and meet them where they are because that's, that's cool. kind of what fuels you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. Um, and you, you just have to pay attention to that constantly because their needs are going to change and um, you just have to be brave, you know, and make those awesome. changes when it's time. So. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do get caught up in the whole, like, I have to do this for everything, and this is us now. And so yeah. it's kind of good to know that, yeah. you know, you do, you can change it as needed. So Yeah. And do you, what did you think? Because you came from teaching. so I, I did come from teaching, but I think what going off of what Destiny was saying, you really just have to have that desire. It doesn't matter what your background is. It's, I think, your desire in your heart for what you're wanting to do. And nowadays you can get online you can do you can find so many resources that it's even, almost like overwhelming actually how many resources even there if you are. have no background in teaching there are just so many curriculums and uh, like options that are laid out there for you so if you have that desire to like be with your kids be as like a family together or try to work on things that you see with your kids there's options out there to find that to help you I'm more so than ever like when I was looking I mean just not only like online stuff and all the curriculums there's just a lot yes there's a lot of information to did you you. think that your teaching background helped you um I think you know probably I I I guess I hope (laughs) we'll see we'll see only time will tell right yeah no I don't I I think either way whether you have that teaching background or not it's just got to be something like that you desire to do in your heart and that you can want to do with your family because if you're not motivated to do that it's probably not going to work to be the best you know situation or whatever what not so yeah so and along those lines so so like abby because you know even though like you and i did want to emphasize that like anybody can do it and, yeah. But like Abby was saying about taking a walk, you know, like there's going to be tough days. <laughs> I used to call it the uh, homeschool, or I mean, I call it the public school daydream, where I would think to myself, okay, if I go up to the school right now and register them right now, I could probably get them in by tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> right now. So maybe you could speak to that, like just, you know, I mean, you didn't teach but you probably had some administration talents that helped you organize the kids. But at the same time, like, you're yes. dealing with people, so. So I'm very type A. Um, so <laughs> when Destiny said, like, she had this idea of, like, how it was supposed to look and go, like, I totally did. Um, and so it was almost, I would say, I had to work against that in myself, that want to, like, okay, like, this is the block of time that we're doing English today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to really pay attention to that in myself and just learn that, hey, if today is a hard day, we can go for a walk and we can pick this up later. It's totally fine. Um, so for us, it was just really a process of like, okay, we're going to meet the kids where they're at. And if today this is hard, we're going to pick it up tomorrow. And um, so for us, it was just a really big learning experience okay. of, and I, I mean, I didn't have any sort of teaching background, so 
I definitely had, I'm going to echo what they said, that wanting to meet my kids where they were at. And and so that was the learning experience for my type A. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just being there for where my kids, you know, were. Um, instead of, we need to stick to the schedule. Like, we need to get this done today. Um, and I think we all Especially grew. when you're an accomplishment person. Yes. Because you're like, I need to know that this, 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 this yep. got done I need today. To check off everything off my list today. Yeah. Well, I think, too, for me... As a first-time homeschooling mom, you almost feel like you have something to prove. Oh, like, yeah, I don't know. I did. I was like, if we, if it doesn't look like my kids are doing good, yeah. if that means I'm doing a bad job. And, you know, so it was like, we're doing what this curriculum says, whether we like it or not. Because if we don't get through all this and they don't learn what they're supposed to learn. It's then, on me. Then that's my fault. Or, you know, that makes me look bad or that we're not doing this correctly. And that does take a while to change the mindset, I think, for me anyway. I'm probably going to always be struggling with that because, Yes, same. Well, I think one of the hard parts about it, because I definitely struggled with that, and I'm pretty laid back, actually, but, you know, everybody wants to feel like they're doing the right thing, A, and B, that that they're, you know, seeing some results. Mm -hmm. And I think that being, one one thing that was hard about being a homeschool parent is that you don't really get a lot of feedback. Exactly. It's like being a mom times two. You know how, like, nobody is is ever really telling you, you're a great mom. (laughs) And then no one's telling you whether you're doing good at homeschooling. Yep. There's no results to look at, no report card, no, like, you know, this is your progress over this year or whatever. Right. So, yeah, it is hard. And to, unless you do, like, a standardized test, mm-hmm. and and even that. That's just a little piece of yeah, progress, too. Exactly, you know? exactly. And it, and, it, and it, I always felt conflicted about those because, on the one hand, to be confessing, like early on, my kids took them and failed, <laughs> so I knew that I needed to change some things. So that was probably a good wake-up call of like we just weren't emphasizing some of the more like fundamental, like English and grammar and math. We were doing a little bit too much, you know, history and science and fun stuff, you know. Yeah. So that was good. But then later on, once I recovered from that, once my ego recovered. <laughs> I, you know, thought, you know, when they take the test, they, they're they testing not necessarily over what you covered that year because right. as a homeschooler, you can choose, mm-hmm. you know, so it wasn't necessarily very, you know, representative, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so there, you know, even there, like you don't even really have necessarily a good standard, you know, so you're sort of... Just and hoping that you're doing a good job sometimes, I feel like. You'll find that in curriculums, too, or I have, where a third-grade curriculum in this, you know, whatever type, I don't know what I'm trying to say, publisher, is completely different than the third-grade curriculum in this publisher. And so I'm like, well, I don't know where they're supposed to be. This is way up here, and this is way down here, mm-hmm. and they're both third grade. So, you know, even that is a challenge, too. And it's just, I don't know. That I, I definitely still think, with that. yeah, and I definitely think, like, having now had older kids, you know, that helps. Then you finally kind of get a perspective, because you're like, okay, what do they actually need? They and they really, really need writing and grammar and math and, like, mm-hmm. reading. And, like, almost honestly anything else they could 
pick up later if they had to, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, it's I feel like when they were younger, it was definitely harder to know, like, are we on track? And then also, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have individual kids, right, Destiny? Mm-hmm. So like... You mean just their they're different learning needs? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part for me is like, am I doing right by each one of them? You know, am I doing enough? I feel like I'm constantly researching curriculum, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, what's out there? I want to know all my options. And then you kind of get decision fatigue where you're like, I don't want to think about this 24-7, you know? Yeah. So I'm having to, um, and and then I go back to where, like, we're good, you know, we're balanced, and then you kind of freak out again. Mm. So it's just like like balancing the fear with the peace times and just... You know, it's just, it's like a balancing act more than ever in some ways. But on the other hand, going back to just like the overall rhythm of our family, I feel like that's more in sync. And I don't feel as pulled by the outside world. That's cool. Mm -hmm. As we did when we were in the school system, because, you know, there was a lot of external things that we were trying to um, meet, a lot of standards we were trying to meet that weren't really necessarily in line with what we needed at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do like that part of it, you know, just pulling back into our family as a whole and what works right now. Mm-hmm. And going, like, what I was thinking, going with you saying balancing out, like, your fear of, oh, okay, wait, we're, we're totally <laughs> not here. Oh, yes, we are. We're okay. I don't know. It took, I, I, somebody, I can't remember where I heard this or something, but I try to tell myself this, and I don't know if it'll help anyone else, but, like, at the end of the day, the goal, I don't think, is for our kids to know everything in these curriculums. Like, mm-hmm. it's not to, like, learn all, not to know all this and then take a test over it and, okay, they got an A, they're good, they know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the goal is that they they learn how to learn or that they they care about learning that they care about what they're learning and how to apply that and use that even in the future like those kind of bigger goals because you can get like super you know narrow focused yeah. I'm using like my we have to accomplish this yeah thing. like you know okay we're we're gonna learn about you know adjectives today and I mean adjectives are important but like the overall goal of it is just for them to I don't know. Have a love of learning. Care, care about learning. Mm-hmm. Like have, have, like yeah, love learning. Know how to, okay, you know, go and find out information about things that they need to know. Because mm-hmm. if you go and get a job, it's not gonna be like, what did I learn in third grade that I'm gonna use this for in my job <laughs> necessarily. Mm-hmm. It may be though where they're like, okay, I need to do this. How do I figure out how to do this? Like. I need to have those That's like really problem cool. solving skills almost of like how can I go and figure this out and you know obviously all your like multiplication facts all that's important and everything I just don't I try not to get so try to see the big picture I don't always do a great job I think job that's at a really it, good point and I also like I think homeschooling really like it's conducive for that yeah because mm-hmm. they almost they do a lot of learning on their own mm-hmm. true you know and I feel like, I, I mean, COVID must have been, I mean, COVID was like awful because, because I had a, I have a high schooler, I have two high schoolers, but one of them was doing the hybrid, mm-hmm. you know, and she has homeschooled, so it's not like she doesn't know how to do work on her own, you know, because mm-hmm. she homeschooled all the way through eighth grade, but it was just really, you know, kind of hard to have to go back to 
kind of no routine and mm-hmm. you have to motivate yourself yeah. Yeah. to do it. But at least she had some experience. I mean, can you imagine all the kids that never had that? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, and never knew, you know, how to, like, just figure, you know, do something in their own speed, in their own, you know. So I think that and would definitely be a benefit of. a little bit, too, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Yeah. And one thing I think that helped me, too, when I finally did have some kids in public school and, like, private school, I, like, realized Teachers are, like, just people. Because <laughs> I used to think I was so, like, subpar, you know, maybe by being, like, a homeschooler. Like, I'm not a real teacher. Right. You know? And I'm like, they have all the same struggles that I have about, you know, trying to teach the kids. And on top of that, they have, like, 20 or more. Yeah. So, you know, and they're... You, you know all those kids aren't getting all that stuff every year, but they're right. all turning out okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so um, so going back to curriculum, um, I wanted you to share maybe a little bit about what curriculum you found that you liked. Um, Destiny, you want to start? Yeah. We recently switched our math for my oldest. Um, that was the one subject that I wasn't happy with what we were using at first necessarily. And um, we switched to Saxon math. Um, I actually found it on eBay, and um, cool. you can save a lot of money, by the way, on eBay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like it. I mean, just the way it's laid out, it's um, geared for the learner to do it on their own. It doesn't actually have a separate teach- teaching manual. Now, at the lower levels, it does, but he's on the um, four, five level, fourth, fifth grade level. Um, and what he likes that, that was what where we were butting heads on me telling him what to do when he felt like he wanted to do it on his own. So Mm. it's working really well. I also wanted to get him off the computer a little bit. Our previous math program was all online, and I could see that he was learning how the system worked to get the answers but not necessarily solving them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Concretely, like on paper and pencil. So Saxon for math. um, We do Matthew C. for my first grader. Um, and then I kind of just do, you know, just the basic learning numbers and, and alphabet for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really like Matthew C. It has really good manipulatives for, yeah. like, the younger ages. Um, it's very, there's not a lot of, like, pictures and graphics because um, he gets easily distracted. It's just, like, very simple, straight to the point Yeah. pages. Um, for language arts, we're doing kind of a, a mixture of things. We recently... Um, we're switching to um, Shirley for English, mm, yeah, which is I think we the one you that, used. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, some stuff from Bookshark um, for language arts as well. Um, it's similar to Sunlight, the way it's laid out. Oh, that's and um, like reading based, reading mm-hmm. based, story based, story based. Lots of books to read, which is really good for uh, speech with my daughter because um, nice. she just sits there and we read and. Um, I think I'll switch it up. It, it is a lot of reading, and, um, you know, there's things I love about the curriculum and things that I don't. Um, it gives a lot of writing prompts, which is really good. That is great. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing for the main subjects. Um, history and science is through Bookshark as well. And I love the story-based idea. So, mm-hmm. so engaging for kids. It really is. We've learned the history through them is awesome because... 
we just go off on tangents with the books and, you know, we'll research World War II or Helen Keller or, you know, American so Sign cool, Language. Yeah. And so it's like getting them curious and interested and they yeah. care about what they're learning about, you know. Right, because yeah. I'm kind of following their lead on that. So, okay. yeah. Rachel, you want to, real quick, and Abby, unfortunately, we're going to get kicked out by another class that's coming in, but we're going to finish this up real quick. <laughs> I'm still learning about curriculums. I think there is a whole, like, literature curriculum reading where you learn through reading, learn through, follow those, and I love that, but I do feel like it's a lot on me. I don't know, because I am doing all the reading to them, and I, I, it does take, you can't just tell them to sit down and work in their workbook yeah, with yeah. that. Whereas my son is a little bit like yours. He doesn't want me to tell him exactly what to do. Like, he hears me as mom and he hears me as teacher. So if he can have he needs something like a break. <laughs> that he can have a break with where he just sits down and does some a workbook for himself too. So I feel like there are two two sides of that of curriculum where you have your, like, laid out daily workbooks. I mean, you can literally just hand them a workbook and write what pages they do. And then yeah. you have your sunlight, your all, you know, these literature-based ones, and write, like, I, I don't know, maybe just, like, somehow mixing them for us would work. I don't mm-hmm. know if that would... Yeah, that's work. what we're doing. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if we'll, how we'll do that, but I would like to get to the point where, you know, he has a little bit he can do by himself, and, and Abby, too, and then we can also sit down as a family and read and he likes you know just to explore different things that we're reading about and dig deeper into that and maybe we want to you know yeah whatever do different projects with that but um yeah curriculum is you're I feel like you're always thinking about curriculum Mm -hmm. or I am always researching it like you hear Mm -hmm. somebody else talk about it or like Destiny said, you know, you're like, oh, shoot, am I like, this is, I'm not doing the right thing. Like, (laughs) what in the world? Like, I should totally be doing this. So I, yeah, I don't know. You don't, you don't necessarily have to just pick this one curriculum and go with it forever either. Like, you will see as you start homeschooling your kids what they benefit from and just slowly try to ease myself into that because, you know, we just went with what they were doing at their school. They were doing BJU, and we just went with that this year. But I could see how it was great in some areas, and then they enjoyed other ways in other things that I've heard and even learned about that I would have never have known about had I not talked with other homeschool parents and moms and like, oh, there there's a curriculum like that, and oh, that sounds good, or Isaac would really yeah. like that. And so that's what we did this year. Um, we went with My Father's World this year. Um, oh, I love My Father's World. Yes. It's very it's story-based again. Yeah. Um, we used Singapore for math, which um, was what I my... I Singapore, too. Yeah. My oldest was <laughs> I actually have used a lot of the ones you guys have used. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we've really, really loved math. We've really loved... Um, my Father's World use, uses Osborne for science. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my kids have loved like doing the experiments, even though it's super overwhelming for my type A <laughs> to get over. Yes. Um, so we do the science experiments all in one day because then yeah. the kitchen is a mess for one day. One day. Um, can't imagine doing that in a camper. Oh. That must <laughs> we did those outside. <laughs> um, and so uh, there are some things that we're going to tweak this year um, because it's a lot of story-based, a lot of reading. So we're going to tweak it. Um, but like you've said, 
at first it was overwhelming to have all of these different curriculums to choose from. And now I'm trying to flip my brain into thinking, okay, wait a minute. It's not overwhelming. It's a blessing. Because instead of being stuck to one type of learning or one way Mm -hmm. of doing things, we can tweak it and we can add things or take things away. Um, So that has been really, like, I'm trying to change my way of thinking. Yep. That's That's a good way to think of it. Well, thank you guys so much. I wish we had a whole other hour. But I really, really appreciate your time, and I, I know it's going to be a blessing to someone. So thanks so yeah, much for awesome. being with me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you were encouraged by that. We had so much fun recording it. We were actually recording at Homeschool Co-op in between classes. We kind of stole one of the classrooms and just set up shop in there. And it was just so encouraging and cool to talk to those ladies and um, just so neat to see that they just really stepped off the ledge and and tried it and I just I'm sure there's so many other people that did that um, because of COVID giving them the opportunity to just try it out and um, I know that we've loved our homeschooling journey it's always got its ups and downs just like everything else but I hope that encourages you if you're thinking about homeschooling or if you're there and um, you can relate to something that was said so make sure you share this episode with a friend anybody you think would be encouraged by it um, and make sure to visit us on the web at imagine mom or also on facebook and instagram and pinterest at imagine mom so have a great time and we'll see you on the next episode